listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I wanted to come on and do a prophetic release for you this week because The Lord has been really, really, really pounding something into my mind. Um, I can't really say pounding. I've been rejoicing with him, but he keeps bringing it up over and over and over again. And because he keeps bringing it up, I know it's extremely important. And what I realized also is a lot of the dreams that he is bringing up with this word, it's not just me. It's a lot of people with me. And I know that this word is not just for me. I know that it's for the body. I know that it's for you. I know that it is a corporate word. So the basics of the word are you need to thank God for the victory. Thank God for your promise, for fulfilling the promise for you. Thank God for the promise. Thank God for the prophecy. Thank God for fulfilling his promise to you. You might not see it yet. But there are things that you have been standing for and believing for, and it might have been a very, very, very long time that you have been fighting and contending and waiting for these things. But God says, thank him for it. You might not see it in the natural yet. Thank him for it. If he gave you the promise, he will fulfill it. Thank him for it. This has been a very clear directive God has given me for the last month at least, I went to a conference down in Rome, Georgia, and I know I've talked about that on the podcast. I'm not sure if you remember hearing that episode or not, but as soon as I got back from that event, God said to thank him for what was done there and to thank him for the promise and to thank him for the fulfillment of the promise. So for the first two weeks that I was back, this was a repeated theme. It ended up in almost all of my dreams. And then one day I had an appointment. I want to say this was about two weeks after I got back, maybe a week and a half. I had an appointment, and as I was leaving the appointment, it was first thing in the day. It wasn't early morning. It was late morning. I was going to get a coffee on my way home, and I heard God say, get an ice cream. It's time to celebrate. Now, I am not a sweets person. Let me explain. Do I enjoy sweets? Yes. Do I like ice cream? Yes. I love a little bit of something at the end of a meal, but ice cream is the last thing I'm going to be thinking about getting before I've had breakfast, and I had not even had breakfast yet that day. If I have sweets, I'm going to need something salty and with protein also, but here God says, get an ice cream. It's time to celebrate. Well, I felt that victory sensation wash over me and I was like, it's time to celebrate. Okay, Lord, who am I to argue? And I went and got ice cream and you know what? That ice cream tasted better than any ice cream I've ever eaten in that moment because I knew it was victory ice cream. So he started saying, thank me for the promise. Thank me for the victory. Thank me for the fulfillment of my promise. Thank me now. I am doing it. It says in Philippians 4, 6, that we're not to be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, make our requests made known to him. So we're supposed to thank him, even while we're contending. And he wants you to do that now. 
he has been making it very, very clear. Anytime I have a repeated theme in a dream, I know it's important. And he has been saying to thank him. And it's not just for me. It's been me and other people in my dream. And he's been saying it to all of us. We need to thank him for the promise and thank him for the fulfillment of the promise. And I know that there are some of you that have been waiting for a long time for the fulfillment of your promises. But in Isaiah 25, 1, it says, Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name. For in perfect faithfulness, you have done wonderful things planned long ago. So they were planned long ago, but he still does them. So we have to trust that God is faithful and thank him for the things that he has already shown us and planned for us. Now, what do I mean by promise? Some of you have probably gotten specific prophetic words from the Lord for yourselves. Maybe in a dream, maybe in a vision, maybe through a prophetic word from a prophet that is specific for your life. That would be a promise from God and something that you are contending for and standing for. Thank him for it now. You might not see it yet, but thank him for it now. He is working on it. Now, there might be some of you who are contending for things that you haven't gotten a prophetic word over, but it is in the word of God, like healing and restoration and prodigals coming home. And you've been standing on the word and contending and decreeing the word of God. Keep standing, but start thanking him. Thank him for the victory. Thank him for the fulfillment of the promise. So he's been talking to me about this for about four weeks, and it started, as I said, with thanking him for what he's done, thanking him for what he's doing, thanking him for the promise, and thanking him for fulfilling it. And then it shifted more specifically to thanking him for the victory, thanking him for the victory, thanking him for even the complete victory. Then on August 28th, I had a dream, and it's like in the dream, God was showing me the outcome ahead of time. He was showing me the victory ahead. And then he said to me, thank him. He told me to thank him for the victory. He specifically said, thank him for the victory. This is when I believe that it shifted from just thanking him to thanking him specifically for the victory. Then I saw a flash, but it wasn't something that just flashed up and then went away. It flashed up and it stayed there. And it was a big piece of paper, a light blue color, and it said Levin on the paper, L-E-V-I-N. So I hear Levin and I think of Levin as bread, like removing the enemy. But seeing Levin, I knew it was a different word and I did not know it. When God gives me words or things in dreams that I don't actually know, and he has me look them up, I know that it's of extra importance because he's using something that I don't know yet to speak to me so that I will know it's him. So he said, Levin, this paper said Levin. Well, I looked up what Levin meant. I knew it related to victory. So I look up the word L-E-V-I-N and it is an archaic word, so a very old word, a term that means lightning lightning and thunderbolts. It can also mean to light up or like a flame of fire, but its main meaning is lightning. Well, we know that God lights things up and when he does, he brings everything to the light. We know that his glory comes like fire and burns away everything that is not of him. So 
it said lightning. It's like lightning. Well, lightning lights things up. But I started looking up verses that related to lightning. And every verse that related to lightning was about God's sovereign power, how he controls the heavens and the earth, how he makes the rain and the lightning. It talked about his lightning coming and scattering the enemies. It talked about him stepping in and dealing with the enemy and setting his people free. In fact, many of the references, many, many, many of the references are in the Psalms and it's David praising God and talking about how he comes like lightning and they are specifically related to God setting his people free from Egypt and the slavery of Egypt and leading them through the Red Sea and what God did for them leading them into their promised land. So if you've been following me for any period of time, you know that I got a word in March or April of this year about God issuing a command against the enemy to let his people go, just as he did in Exodus. And God said that he was dealing with stubborn enemies. It didn't matter how stubborn the enemy, he was making sure that his people were freed because when he issued a command, it was done. And he specifically said that he would deal with the stubborn enemies as he had dealt with Pharaoh. Well, some breakthrough had happened in some of the areas that he was speaking to me personally about in that way. And then God reminded me, because it wasn't the full and complete breakthrough yet. It was a partial breakthrough. God reminded me that their victory, their freedom wasn't won completely at Passover. It was won completely at the Red Sea. They weren't all the way into their promised land yet at the Red Sea, but their their victory against the enemy and their freedom was secured at the Red Sea. So, so many of these verses about lightning relate to the Red Sea. I'm going to read a couple to you, but I also just want to say that every verse is about God coming in sovereign power and dealing with the enemy. So in Psalms 144, 5-9, it says, Bend down your heavens, Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains that they may smoke. Flash forth lightning and scatter them. Send out your arrows and confuse them. Reach out your hand from on high. Rescue me and save me from great waters, from the hand of foreigners whose mouths speak deceit, and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. God, I will sing a new song to you on a harp of ten strings. I will sing praises to you. So David is saying, I'm praising you. And come, bring your lightning and scatter them. So he's talking about scattering the enemy. Then in Psalm 77, 16 to 20, it says, The waters saw you, God. The waters saw you. They were in anguish. The ocean depths trembled. The clouds poured out water. The skies sounded out. Your arrows flashed here and there. The sound of your thunder was in the whirlwind. The lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your way was in the sea and your paths in the mighty waters and your footprints were not known. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. So here he's talking about the way being made in the sea. We also see in Luke 10, 18 to 19, Jesus said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like lightning. 
So we see that God dealt with the enemy, struck him like lightning. And then he says in the next verse, Jesus says, Behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. Well, thanking God in praise is one of the ways we take authority over the enemy. When we thank God for our victory, we are decreeing that victory. We are thanking him for the victory. We are trusting him and his authority and his power to destroy the enemy with just a flash of lightning. Then we see another lightning reference in Matthew 28, 2-6. This is right after Jesus was crucified and everything looked dark because he hadn't risen. They watched who they believed to be their Lord and who is be crucified and he wasn't with them and they were grieving. And it says in Matthew 28, two to six, and behold, a severe earthquake had occurred for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. And his appearance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. The guards shook from fear of him and became like dead men. And the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who has been crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, just as he said. Come, see the place where he was lying. So here we see a victory. We see a reference to lightning and how this angel's appearance was like lightning. And we see that even in the darkest hour, the ultimate victory was won where Jesus was raised. I say the ultimate victory because his victory on the cross for us and his victory being raised is what secures our victory because the enemy is already defeated. So God spoke to me about this, about him coming in sovereign power and destroying the enemy. And in Isaiah 41.10, it says, Don't worry. I am with you. Don't be afraid. I am your God. I will make you strong and help you. I will support you with my right hand that brings victory. Look, Some people are angry with you, but they will be ashamed and disgraced. Your enemies will be lost and disappear. You will look for people who were against you, but you will not be able to find them. Those who fought against you will disappear completely. He comes in sovereign power and he makes the enemy disappear. And I just want to point out in verse 10, it says, I will support you with my right hand that brings victory. He brings us victory with his right hand. He brings us victory. So that dream about the lightning or leaven was August 28th. August 29th, I had dreams about thanking God for the victory. So that was when it started really shifting from thanking him for the promise to thanking him for the victory, the complete victory. Then in the morning before I woke up completely, I heard the Lord say, The only righteous judge and counselor is stepping in. So God showed me leaven, lightning. And every reference of lightning is about God stepping in in sovereign power and dealing with the enemy. And the next day he says, thank him for the victory. And I'm thanking him for the victory in my sleep. And before I wake up, I hear him say, the only righteous judge and counselor is stepping in. 
So I started thanking the Lord for the victory. And just as it says in Isaiah 41.10 to 12, that he brings victory by his right hand. We thank him for that victory now. We know that things he planned long ago will surely come to pass, and we stand for that, and we thank him for the victory. It even says in Timothy, Paul says to Timothy, that we're to war with our prophetic words, but God's saying, don't just war with your prophetic word. Don't just decree it and ask for it. Thank him for it. Thank him for it. Thank him for the victory. So then on August 31st, I had a dream and there was a major shift in the spirit and I'm not the only person that felt it. Another friend of mine, a prophet, Prophet Shamel Solomon, who I was down in Rome, Georgia with, felt the shift that morning too and spoke about it that night. But that morning, August 31st, I had a dream. I was with people, a number of people. I don't even know who all it was. So this applies to a body of people, people who have been contending. And we were in a train, and we were going around and around on this track, but it was like we were going in a circle, and we were not to our destination yet. We had not shifted to our destination, and we were praying, and we were contending, and we were believing, but we had been going round and round. And all of a sudden, I see a different view of the track, and I see the hand of God grab hold of the lever and switch the track. Now, I'm not sure how familiar you are with railroad tracks, but railroad tracks have switches where they can change the direction of the train. So there could be a track that's going in a circle, but then there's another track that when that switch happens, when that lever's pulled and the switch happens and the track switches over, you go out of the route that you were on and into a new route. Well, I saw the hand of God come down and pull the lever and switch the track. And the train went from going in circles to finally heading towards the destination. And I started thanking God for making a way. Thank you, God, for making a way for us. Thank you, God, for making a way for us. Earlier that same morning, At 4.23 a.m., I was thanking him for the victory and thanking him for bringing even a thousand times more. And at 8.30 that morning, I woke up from this dream of the railroad track with God's hand coming down, switching the lever and switching the track, sending us into our destination. So I started thanking God for making the way for us and then thanking him for the victory. Thank you, God, for making the way for us. Thank you, God, for the victory. And then I heard someone else's voice, too, in the background, in this this train with me. And I heard them say that they thought the track would never shift. They thought it would never switch. They felt like it was never going to shift. And they started thanking God for the breakthrough, thanking God for the shift, thanking God for switching the track. And we all started praising him for the victory. That was August 31st. So I'm here to tell you that something shifted in the spirit August 31st, and it is time to thank God for the victory. So whatever you have been contending for and believing for, start thanking God for the victory now. He says to thank him, and it is being fulfilled. So stand on the promise and know that what he spoke is coming. 
Thank him for the victory. Thank him for the shift. It is on its way. I hope that encouraged you today, and I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day and rest of your week, and I will talk to you next week. Again.